Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded, recently hitting 6 million listens. Support us by buying a copy of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a small donation. In return, we'll give you the chance to nominate a guest and even win lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. Find out more at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! to another episode of On The Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Italian Wine Podcast on the Road Edition. My name is Stevie Kim, and we are once again traveling in the vicinity of Verona. We're not very far. We're actually in a fairly new winery. It's called Costa Arente, and we're in a town just above Grezzana, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. We're here today with our special guest, Giovanni Casati. He's the big cheese around here. He's the resident estate manager, but also the winemaker. And he oversees this new group, which is called... Le Tenute del Leone Alato. Okay. Let's repeat that. Le Tenute, which means estates. Estates. Right. And Leone Alato. Like... Lion with flying wings. Yeah, perfect. That, right? Perfect. What, what, what's going on? Why is it called Le Tenute Leone? Flying, not flying pigs, flying lions. <laughs> Why is it called that? Because the, the history is that our property mm-hmm. is uh, from uh, General Insurance. That is from Venice. Right. And uh, Leone Alato is the symbol of Venice. Yeah, so I don't know if you, our audience is familiar, but Generali is, I, is it the biggest now? It the, probably. Pr- probably, we yeah. don't know, but probably, <laughs> if not the biggest, probably one of the biggest insurance companies in Italy. However, they also have interest in, you know, in the agriculture overall and some, of course, wine business as well. So this is a new kind of, I suppose, holding is it correct to say yeah. that? And it's this Le Tenute Leone Alato. Alato. Okay, so there you go. This is the presentation. Giovanni, tell us a little bit about yourself, Giovanni, who you are, when you started working here, but generally, how long have you been in the wine business? Ah, thank you, Stevie. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. And you're welcome in uh, Costa Rente. Uh, about my history, mm-hmm. I'm studied in uh, agriculture, I'm agronomist, an enologist. Mm-hmm. And I start my experience in the world of the wine in Tuscany with uh, 13 years of experience uh, through the Montepulciano, Montalcino, Morema, and Chianti. Uh, oh, so you're a Tuscan. Are you originally no, from Tuscany? Uh, no, no, no. I'm from uh, the Lake of Como. Aha. Okay. I'm from North Italy. Yeah. Okay. And my experience in uh, Tuscany, in particular, about uh, the best red wines. Uh, like uh, Montalcino and Moremma, mm-hmm. and then in Chianti. And I start my new life, uh, and uh, really the new life uh, here in Verona with uh, this challenge because um, Le Tenute del Leonardo bought this estate uh, in uh, 2015. 
So it's a new winery. Was there already an existing winery? No, it's already existed, but we rebuilt completely, mm -hmm. in particular the hospitality and uh, in particular the cellar. And uh, we build, uh, because we are speaking about, uh, we're talking about uh, Amarone, mm -hmm. the new fruitaio. And uh, we start um, our first production, entirely made in uh, Costa Rente in uh, 2018. Okay, so Costa, the first vintage was 2018? Uh, the... We start our first vintage, it was uh, 2016. Okay. But uh, we winified the wine in the other uh, cellar because okay. we are rebuilding. Uh, we employ two years to rebuild the new cellar. Okay, so tell me why it's called Costa Arente. Costa Arente, the Costa is a toponym, mm -hmm. is a, the place. The Costa is in the middle of the hill through Grezzano village in the plain and the Romagnano village upstairs. Yeah, so the Romagnano, for those of who are less familiar, is on the very top. Right? Yeah, on and the Grazzana top. is the town in the bottom. In the bottom. And yes. this area is called Valpantena, right? So, which is part of Valpolicella. Is that correct? Yeah. Because I think most of our in audience, the... they've never heard of Valpantena, I'm really sorry to say. The Valpantena is in the center of uh, Valpolicella denomination. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the Valpolicella Valley is the valley closer to Verona town. And uh, in 15 minutes, we are in uh, the arena parking. So it's a very short valley about viticulture. And uh, it finishes here in Gorzana. It's eight kilometers mm -hmm. about vineyards. The particularity is that this valley is very close. There is a good ventilation all during the day now too. And uh, the soil is a calcareous clay, white. It means uh, to have a very long vegetation about vineyards. It could be um, the perfect target to have uh, the product, uh, the grapes, uh, uh, with a good acidity and the fruitness. So tell us a little bit in terms of the altitude, the microclimate. Yeah. Give me some numbers just so that we can orient ourselves in terms of the acreage and uh -huh. uh, type of labels, how many wines, to give me an, a skinny, very skinny okay. overview. Okay. okay, we have uh, 40 hectares of uh, estate mm -hmm. and uh, 17 hectares of vineyards. Mm -hmm. The system training is uh, for 70% Pergola Veronese, the historical typical uh, system training. And uh, we have uh, the varieties typical for Verona, Corvina, Corvinone, Rondinella, and uh, another native uh, variety called Spigamonti. And Spigamonti? Spigamonti, yeah. Uh, the scientists found it in, uh, here, near here, near Cavolo, mm -hmm. in the, the other part of uh, the valley. And uh, we are at 200 uh, meters of altitude, and uh, the, the climate is very windy and dry and uh, cold. Probably in the past, uh, the grapes, uh, the varieties, take not uh, in the perfect harvest, but with uh, climate change, the global warming, it's uh, probably the new challenge, the new border of the denomination of Valpolicella. Because with the same uh, alcohol and structure, it's possible uh, to obtain uh, the wine with elegance and fruitness. Mm -hmm. 
We produce uh, the classical products of uh, Valpolicella, like Amarone, Amarone Riserva, Ricciotto, Ripasso, and Valpolicella Superiore. And the new one, the newborn, is uh, Molinara, that is uh, the past, it was the fourth variety in the Amarone blend, mm -hmm. but uh, thinking about uh, sparkling wine, rosé, and uh, Charmant method, long, six months okay. on the lees. So in total, how many labels? In total, six. Six labels. Six labels. Okay. And I see two wines here. Are these your, would you say, your signature wines? The two wines that we have here? Uh, here we have uh, Valpolicella Superiore. Okay. Uh, 2021 vintage and our first Amarone 2018 vintage. The first one, because I repeat, is uh, the first wine produced completely in this state. Mm -hmm. From the vineyards to bottle. Okay, so uh, let me just ask you a question here. I see, so Valpantena Superiore, but do you have like um, Valpolicella? No, no, we based... produce only Valpolicella, ah, why Valpantena Superiore. Superiore because uh, we have uh, naturally the higher quality from the vineyards, from the production about the grapes, uh, and the uh, alcohol degrees is uh, more high and uh, the quality too, about mm -hmm. tanning. So we unbottled one year later than Valpolicella basic one. Mm -hmm. But that's the, that's the requirement, right? To be superiore. Yes. We write on the label Valpantena because it is the only subzone in the Valpolicella denomination. But Giovanni, I mean, don't you think it's kind of confusing in a way? Like you have Valpolicella. Okay. And then you have Valpantena. Okay. Do you think it's not confusing? No, because uh, for me, mm -hmm. it's uh, explain to consumer the particular area mm -hmm. of uh, Valpolicella. Valpantena. Valpant to, to speak about Valpantena and uh, to uh, write and the label it uh, to recognize more quality and uh, another difference about uh, the Valpolicella Classica or normal Valpolicella. Okay, let's taste this Valpantena yeah. Superiore. Yes. Not Valpantena. There's no Valpantena Basic. There's only Valpantena Superiore. Superiore. Okay, let's taste the wine. Okay. Okay. I love this color. Yeah. Right? It's, it seems like Pinot. Right? Perfect. Yeah. Right, so uh, tell me how this wine is made. Okay. What goes in here? The blend is 60% Corvina, 30% Corvinone, 10% Rondinella. I no think Molinara. No Molinara. No Molinara. And that other native grape, no, yeah. right? I think that uh, it's possible to understand the philosophy and the style about uh, cellar in uh, Valpolicella, starting to taste the wine from the Valpolicella. Particularly, the first step is the color. You say mm -hmm. it's a very good color because uh, it's a very red ruby color, but not deep. It's possible when explain uh, to the consumer, to the guest, uh, how understand uh, the Valpolicella style, that it's possible uh, to view the finger through the glass because uh, the color from the variety finger of Finger through the glass? Yeah. So like you take the yeah. finger Yeah, it's possible to, to, to see yeah, your okay. finger, okay? okay. Because uh, the variety typical of Verona have not color, mm -hmm. only rondinella. You say Corvina is like a Pinot Noir, is mm -hmm. a, like a wild Pinot Noir. 
It's spicy though. Yeah. We make this wine, we start the fermentation in the steel tank mm. and one part in the amphoras mm -hmm. and the other part, little one in new barrack. What Later, is the percentage? 30, 30, 30. Ah, okay. Okay. So it's significant. The vinification okay. when we start fermentation, but we age for one year in the amphoras mm -hmm. and in bigger wood. Okay. Because uh, we want uh, too complex the color and the tannin, but uh, take a respect uh, for the fruit and for the flavor. Okay? I love this wind blowing behind <laughs> us. I feel like you're missing a hammock because then yeah. we can just, you know, I could just stay here all yeah. day, right? Okay, so uh, how many bottles do you produce of this? Uh, normally 30,000. Okay, so it's not a big production. And where do you sell these wines? Mm. Mostly Italy? Or no. Abroad? In other countries that uh, out of Europe normally. Okay. Yeah, but uh, our channel is Horeca. Okay, let's taste the other wine, which okay. is, of course, Amarone. Amarone, the first vintage, 2018. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud because it's my first song. Yes. <laughs> so, 2018, Amarone della Valpolicella. Do you have just one type of Amarone? Yeah. Only one, and uh, we produce the Reserva 2. Okay. And uh, this is the current release? Yeah. This is what it's available in the market. How yeah. many bottles? Near uh, 30,000. It's like a common number, 30,000 yeah. Valpolicella, 30,000 yeah. uh, Amarone. This vintage was a very good vintage. It's uh, the first Amarone produced completely mm -hmm. In uh, the Costa Rente, the grapes are dried in uh, the new Furtaio. is a blend of 60% uh, Corvina, 30% mm -hmm. Corvinone, and 10% uh, Rondinella. No Molinara, because with Molinara we produce uh, another kind of uh, wine. And uh, it ages for two years uh, in uh, the Tonneau, 500 liters, and one year more in uh, bigger wood, mm -hmm. and one year in the bottle. I think that. Uh, the bud is really important. I think about uh, variety from Verona that are like Sangiovese or Nebbiolo. There are aristocratic varieties. Mm -hmm. They have uh, in the genetic potentiality flavor about quality. Mm -hmm. Normally, the people ask me when the Amarone is ready. My answer is uh, Amarone is ready when it's ready. B must have patience mm -hmm. uh, because uh, every vintage talking about uh, any history. So we want to appreciate this history and uh, we want to drink this wine when it's ready. So let me ask you a cheeky question, okay? Blind tasting, Blind right? tasting, yeah. There are 10 Amarones. Yeah. How can you know that this is your Amarone okay. from Costa Rente? Uh, the fruit, okay. because uh, fruitiness, and elegance is like uh, I hate when people say elegance. Everybody elegance, okay. Says that, when right? when when you taste, you can mm -hmm. taste uh, like a velvet. There is a good balance of uh, acidity and tannin. So the texture is velvety. Yeah, more yeah. velvety than other amarones. Yeah, because sometimes is uh, the amarone could be aggressive, mm -hmm. and the mouth is not uh, sweet because uh, the sugar level is a uh, good balance. Mm -hmm. And, but in particular, the quality is uh, drinkability. Okay. Is uh, 17. In Italian, they said bevibilita. Come si dice? Beva. 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 Okay. It's a very good beva. Yeah. 
because it's not vachile beva. No, it's, no, it's no. It's 16.5% in alcohol. Yeah. It's not even midday yet. This is what we call the breakfast of champions. There's no spittoon here usually. So I've been drinking this. Okay, so that's how you can tell the velvety texture and more fruit or less fruit? Uh, less fruit. Less fruit. Yeah. Uh, when uh, the Amarone is a very good Amarone, mm -hmm. you can leave in the glass uh, and uh, it changes completely the flavor. Mm -hmm. And then probably you start smelling uh, a cherry, ripe cherry. Mm -hmm. And uh, after some hour, you can smell uh, coffee, torrefaction, mm -hmm. and uh, figs. And a little note of bitter orange. Okay. Like a quinotto. Yes, quinotto. Quinotto. The color is the same than you can find in uh, the style in Valpolicella basic one. Because uh, it's uh, deep, but it's light in the same time. Wine to Wine Business Forum. Everything you need to get ahead in the world of wine. Supersize your business network. Share business ideas with the biggest voices in the industry. Join us in Verona on November 13 to 14, 2023. Tickets available now at pointwine.net. Okay. So, Giovanni, as you go forward, right, the 2019 vintage, how is it different from the 2018? It's better than uh, the first one. So just throw this <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, because it's the second song. <laughs> so, no, because uh, when you discover a new state, uh, mm -hmm. you want discovery year after year, you must discover year after year how the vineyards can give you and uh, the potentiality, mm -hmm. the particularity. And uh, so this is the first one, but uh, I taste uh, the new one, uh, vintage. Mm -hmm. 2019, there is more elegance, there is more fruit. Is uh, the second step mm -hmm. to improve, uh, to make a very best Amarone. What is your philosophy between just very general terms? Like what is your philosophy in terms of the vineyard management and winemaking here at Costa Rente? To respect the territory mm -hmm. and to understand what uh, the territory can give us and uh, looking at uh, the past, uh, but uh, thinking the future, what the modern consumer wants and uh, what uh, we can give to the consumer. Okay. I would say, technically speaking, we are done. But I suppose what I would like to ask you is, what are the biggest challenges that you face as a winemaker at Costa Rente? <laughs> it's a good question. The bigger challenge mm -hmm. is uh, to continue to produce uh, quality wine because uh, we have uh, a bigger challenge is uh, global warming. Mm -hmm. And uh, every vintage is uh, really difficult to understand, to interpret it. We want to improve the quality of our wines, uh, respecting uh, the nature. We have a very big biodiversity in the, in the state. Uh, so the bigger part of the state is the wood. Uh, we have uh, animal everywhere. <laughs> to produce uh, the product uh, in modern style, uh, but uh, looking uh, in the past. Listen, Giovanni, are your vineyards organic or are you going towards Not yet. organic? Not yet. Is that your Not objective? Yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the future, yeah. 
And uh, but uh, we are. Uh, well, you've just started, right? Yeah, but we are not certified. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are uh, monitoring uh, the biodiversity mm -hmm. with uh, the different project. We use uh, the system technology uh, like DSS, uh, the season support system, uh, to reduce uh, uh, pesticide. Uh, using the pesticide in the vineyards, uh, we are monitoring uh, the biodiversity with uh, the Trebees uh, project. Mm -hmm. We are uh, looking for the sustainability about uh, the solar energy uh, because we are, uh, you know, the uh, fruitaio is um, catching the big uh, energy. Mm -hmm. So you have solar panels? Yeah, above? solar panels. Okay. Yeah. What kind of autonomy do you have? Do you have like 10%, 20% autonomy from the solar panels? Oh, total. During the summer, total, yes, because okay. we have uh, 150 kilowatt okay. of uh, energy. From the solar power. panels? Yeah. Okay, excellent. What about the Peranospora, downy oh. mildew? Was that a problem this year? Because everyone is talking about the damage that downy mildew has caused in the vineyards. Uh, the Peranospora in this vintage it was a very big problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, so we are lucky in Costa because there is a good climate, big ventilation, and uh, our system training pergola protect uh, uh, the grapes from humidity mm -hmm. because you know with the pergola the grapes stay at uh, one meter and a half above the, um, the grass and uh, in particularly during the harvest uh, there is no problem about botrytis. It's not uh, we had pronospora mm -hmm. in, um, in some uh, vineyards uh, but uh, probably it, uh, it will be a problem for next year because there is a big pressure about right. this disease. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a think how to manage in next uh, year. And what about this year's harvest? When did you start and when are you planning to finish the harvest time? We start uh, at the first uh, week of September mm -hmm. to, with uh, the Molinara for the sparkling wine. In the second uh, half of September uh, with uh, the selection of uh, the best grapes uh, to dry for Amarone. Mm -hmm. And probably we start uh, in the first October, the first week of October with the uh, harvest uh, about Valpolicella okay. Superiore. Okay. And then uh, one last, last question before we go. No white wine in the future? Ha, not white wine, but uh, a new wine mm -hmm. from Corvina, uh, classic method. Oh, okay. And uh, rosé. So traditional method. 30, and 36 months. Uh, uh, of aging and uh, but uh, have a, you started this process already? We already started so when in will uh, be... the vintage is uh, 2021. Right. When will we get a chance to taste the first vintage in the, of traditional the, method? The next in Italy, non uh, the next one, but not 24, in, uh, the one no, after. Okay, 24. so we don't have any sparkling wines to do chin chin, but we certainly have an Amarone. Okay, so that's a wrap. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People, and that was Giovanni Casati from Costa Arente. Ciao ragazzi! Enjoy! Alla prossima! Thank 
you for joining us on another installment of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Join her again next week for more interesting content in the Italian wine scene. You can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these interviews and the footage captured of each location. Chin chin!